0: Surf's up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing
1: know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some Joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a... Surfing experience and ability transfer on. What here supposes up, fuzzy?
0: The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast which we're aware of that bask in the warm Technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman '66. I'm your host, Kyle.
1: And I'm your other
0: host, Brady. Today, we are watching Season 2, Episode 4, The Cat and the Fiddle, directed by Don Weiss and written by Stanley Ralph Ross. This one originally aired September fifteenth, 1966, with special guest villain Julie Newmar as the Catwoman. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary says, the Cape Crusaders employ a newspaper columnist to snare Catwoman, not realizing the writer is actually working for her. And as we mentioned last
1: time, that's really sort of a plot beat, not the synopsis, but sure. Yeah, they made him really important, which made me look into him this morning before we sat down, because the more I thought about it. uh, Well, his name is Jack Kelly. Uh, Jack O'Shea is played by Jack Kelly. Uh He's been in a lot of stuff. He seemed like kind of a character actor, but then it got to the Maverick chapter of his biography. And so I wasn't aware of this because I'd never really seen the show other than being aware of it because of the the Mel Gibson movie where mm-hmm. James Garner played his dad. Yeah. Uh, but the, the TV show Maverick, partly through the first season, they added a brother character for him so they could do like more episodes, I guess, or twice as many episodes, keep things fresh. I'm not really sure. Uh, so Jack Kelly played Bart Maverick his brother who was rescued in one episode and then had his own solo adventures throughout the series as well he was actually in more episodes of Maverick than James Garner uh, due yeah. to a contract dispute later on uh, Garner left and they brought in Bo Maverick played by Roger Moore and then some other James Garner look-alike to play like Bert Maverick or Brent Maverick or something so it was uh yeah, it was interesting. I'd never seen the show. Now I kind of want to watch the show.
0: Yeah, me too. I'd never really seen it. I knew of it, it existed, but I knew the basic idea, mostly from the Mel Gibson movie, which I also hadn't seen, but I had seen parts of. So I was really kind of going on, well, I saw a good 20 seconds of that. I can build out the rest of the series. But knowing that it takes some weird turns in the later seasons, that yeah. intrigued me.
1: There was even an episode where They were like, because they did a few episodes together as well with both characters. There was one episode where they also, uh, Eddie Murphy style, played their dad and their uncle, and they each played like all the parts when they played cards as a family. I kind of want to watch this now. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. That's why I brought it up right off the bat. I was like, I can't wait to tell Kyle about this. Right? I like when shows are like,
0: oh, crap. Well, our initial premise is pretty much in the in the, in the shitter.
1: Uh, let's do something insane that'll that'll solve the problem. <laughs> That's right. They didn't have a surfing contest though. So anyway, I was I... this book about
0: the Brady Bunch, um, and I was missold on it because I thought it was going to be about like why the show became the show that people still talk about fifty years later. And really, it's just a recap of basic trivia. I was kind of disappointed, but. There was one line that I misread as I was falling asleep the other night that like one line above it said something like, Oh, the show didn't talk about sex, and then like a sentence later it brought up cousin Oliver. And in my in my mind, the Latin the show was canceled after Cousin Oliver said, What's wrong, Greg? Don't like to hear your newly discovered cousin talk about sex.
1: <laughs> I have (laughs) sex! And
0: immediately, ABC's president was like, okay, so that's canceled. I got there because that's also a later season insane decision, if you're curious, listeners.
1: Uh, Anyway, back to the show that we're supposed to talk about. It's Batman Season 2, Episode 4. I wrote, this is the most boring recap ever. Uh, just because the crimes were pretty nothing at the beginning, but then I said, "Not if these three mittens belong to a three armed baby, that would have saved it for sure."
0: <laughs> My favorite part of the recap was when they felt the need to to tell you that Aunt Harriet did a dance. <laughs> like they were like, "Look, last episode was pretty pretty
1: threadbare. Ah, uh, this old lady did but, a dance." Yeah, but they called the dance the catwalk during the recap but it was the cat in the last episode. So a but little, uh...
0: Desmond Doomsday to watch the episodes.
1: I suppose. But you think someone would have jotted him a note?
0: He's basically doing, like, a Ron Howard in Arrested Development. Like, they just show him the recap, and he's like, um... So then Batman decided that he was going to get himself kicked out of the Magicians Union.
1: <laughs> then he didn't. But he really he's did. A horrible but he mistake. <laughs> Uh, her weird suction cup darts aren't scary. That didn't seem like a very threatening gun to me. It looked like a kid's toy, for sure. And- yeah, although, and I really noticed this later in the episode,
0: and I'm sure I'll bring it up again then, I think, I don't know what they were doing with Catwoman, what motivated this decision, but they really kind of infantilized her in this episode. Like, in a weird way, because she ends up impersonating old lady later, but she's also weirdly infantilized. So it was like, hmm, how do we step up the sexiness of Catwoman? where she already meows like a cat in heat. What if we made her be like a 35-year-old woman who talks like a baby?
1: Yeah. Oh, I know. I've got a thing for teachers. Can we make her a school marm? <laughs> Weird. What if okay. she dressed up like <laughs> an old lady who had severe myopia? That's my thing. <laughs> well, they tried it all. In this episode... Of Batman. Good old 60s sitcom
0: writers. They had no, no. idea where to go with this. So they were like, am I got any kinks they want to work into the script?
1: <laughs> they sure did. But Julie Newmar is on record uh, as saying that Stanley Ralph Ross is her favorite writer to work with. He wrote most of her episodes, it uh, turns out, and they well. she felt they worked well together.
0: Based on this and the one before it with The Archer... I, I really like Stanley Ralph Ross.
1: Yeah, th- there was something I read that mentioned his, like, dialogue seemed natural or something. And I was like, okay, now you, you got to draw the line there. It's because it's all improv. There's so much random gibberish in his episodes. That... It was
0: like a Stan Lee script, but for a TV show. Like, instead of being like, <laughs> just here, just draw something and then I'll fill some words in. It was like, Batman and Robin go to a place. And then it said in brackets,
1: Conversation. Batman and Robin go somewhere else. (laughs) You guys can fill in the blanks. You're the professionals. I've laid out an outline for you here. I'll leave this part to you. Aren't you the writer? I sure am. Have a good day. (laughs) So back on the roof here with the dynamic duo tied down in several places to a giant barbecue grill. with magnifying glasses aimed at them. This is Catwoman's best death trap so far.
0: I like, too, how when you see it in close-up, it's clear that they're tied to the to the giant barbecue grills with pantyhose.
1: Yeah. Also good. At least their, their neck meat is. I didn't see their their other bonds.
0: Yeah. Because
1: Catwoman's got to make things strange and un- upsetting in some way. Yeah. So now that the giant magnifying glass is going to cook them alive, Catwoman and Ragoon's leave, of course, because that makes it easier to escape. Batman, in his habit this episode of timing things perfectly, again, with his six seconds till the goons attack or whatever earlier, and now this, he's like, yeah, well, don't worry, chum. The eclipse is going to happen in exactly four seconds. And when it does, I need you to listen to me very carefully. You need to turn your magnifying glass exactly 14 degrees. It has to be exact. That seems easier said than done. Yeah, I would have no idea what 14
0: degrees is, but okay, sure.
1: Yeah. And it's really annoying, so it has to be exact. Because if you're off a little bit, what they're doing here is they're aiming the magnifying glass so that it's going to burn through their, their one hand rope and allow them to escape. And he says, if you're off by even one degree, it will reduce your hand to ash. But what was happening before the eclipse like they weren't turned to, it was pointed right at them before and nothing bad was happening so i don't really understand it was gonna be a super slow
0: death like it was gonna require the sun to shine all day long and at some point you're gonna get really hot and then maybe you'll have a heat stroke and die
1: you'll be mildly uncomfortable for quite a while yeah, and then also, why do they need the eclipse for that to happen? Hey, if they can just turn their magnifying glass, yeah, just
0: I thought that too. turn your magnifying you just glass, turn it
1: away from you. Like,
0: <laughs> if you can, now have, if it's clearly within reach of your foot, where you can just kind of kick it over a little bit. Couldn't you just kick it over completely and take your time getting out of this?
1: Yeah, but anyway, no need because Robin, for his many educational faults, is able to turn this exactly fourteen degrees and melt his hand rope and escape
0: before immediately giving us a new illustration of his educational
1: faults (laughs) that's right he says oh i sure was scared and batman was like i had no fear for even a second and robin in a crazy way was like what you didn't like he was like almost like wanted to strangle him for (laughs) being like how dare you and batman was like you notice how we always escape these stupid traps and Robin's like, yeah, because we're smarter than our foes and he was like, no because we're true of heart Which yeah, is and then they go to back to by. the
0: cave and immediately bring up the, the subject of all these clues lead to Mount Gotham and Robin doesn't know whether or not there's a mountain in the city he's lived in his entire life but he's yeah. smarter than his foes
1: yeah, apparently I missed her mentioning it, but they say that Catwoman mentioned an assault on Mount Gotham uh, so then they're like, well, where is Mount Gotham? Holy Alps, I need to brush up on my geography. And he gets up to, like, go run away. And he's like, no, no need. It won't help. There is no Mount Gotham. Oh. Yeah.
0: Like, I assume by, I need to brush up on my geography, that means I need to go look out a window because I'll be able to see a mountain <laughs> in the middle of a city. But that aside, like, so Catwoman gave you a clue where she just, like, called something mount gotham but there's not a mountain gotham i mean yeah yeah yeah, she's dumber than robin but
1: it's by degrees at this point yeah and she's supposed to be a teacher in this episode so wow but to her mount gotham is just the tallest building in gotham
0: yeah she's dumb as hell
1: yeah The the tallest building in Gotham. She drives
0: into town and sees a tall building, and is like, "I assume that's Mount Gotham." And then people who are with her are like, "Oh God, we gotta drop her off somewhere." (laughs) It's a good thing you're pretty. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We're really gonna need you to do something with those eyebrows because the shit you say is just—it's just (laughs) astounding.
1: Uh, The tallest building in Gotham City is the Gotham State Building.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that even, would even be. The Gotham State Building. Like, nothing about the name of that
1: building tells you what goes on there. Yeah. No, it's weird. And again, they're back to... So, again, very New York, I suppose, where Gotham is both a city and a state.
0: Yeah. And it, it happened has earlier. And entirely circular streets with no stop signs.
1: That's correct. Well, they pull up in the Batmobile now. Uh, to Gotham State Building. And we had a nice lesson about parking meter, uh, citizenship, I guess. Robin's like, golly, why are you putting a nickel in the meter? No cop on earth is going to give the Batmobile a ticket. And he's like, now chum, that's part of being a good citizen. These these nickels go to help keep our roads paved or something. Robin's like, was, I fritter away my nickels on
0: like impressing the teens. How am I supposed <laughs> to keep track of that? And Batman says, <laughs> let me give you a helpful hint. Put it in your hat. Put it in your hat.
1: Not the Mad Hatter again.
0: Yeah. Ollie. Set that to music and
1: it's solid gold. <laughs> so, uh, they go up and talk to the people of the Gotham State Building. Find out that the the penthouse is, is being rented out to Zubin Zucchini. Uh, a very rich eccentric man so rich he rides around in an armored truck
0: yeah (laughs) you know how rich people
1: do yeah so it's scrooge mcduck (laughs) basically so that's got to be it that's what catwoman is planning to rob but how they wonder
0: yeah and if you're thinking about how you might rob an old man in an armored truck let me let me assure you the idea that catwoman comes up with is Twenty times stupider.
1: Yeah. So apparently, this penthouse meeting is between uh, the very rich Zubin Zucchini and the equally rich recluse uh, Minerva uh, Matthews. Yeah, She's it was a very famous recluse. I missed her name. Yeah. it was. It was Minerva Matthews. I just couldn't read my scribbles on her last name here because I get a little out of control sometimes.
0: So <laughs> I write these down like Robin, holding the pen in
1: my fist. <laughs> just punching this punching the page <laughs> this uh, so they, later yeah so they go to the home Catwoman goes to the home of Minerva Matthews the famous recluse knocks on the door this old lady comes to the door and is like are you here to take me to the thing I need to do and Catwoman's like and has gas come out of her fingernail or something she's got Catwoman gas the lady falls down Catwoman goes inside, and we're left to our imaginations to wonder what's going to take place now.
0: Yeah. You can bet it's going to be some Granny Clampett shit, though.
1: Yeah, she does look very Granny Clampett-esque. Uh, it would have been Catwoman... amazing
0: if she didn't know anything about Minerva Matthews and just, like, did an impression of of um, Irene Ryan. And she was like, I gotta get down to the bank and see Mr. Drysdale! <laughs> and like okay, Miss Minerva, come along.
1: I eat possum. Days. <laughs> Just talking about eating possum. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna shoot General Grant.
1: <laughs> so uh, she is also being taken to this meeting in a in an armored truck. Uh, we get armored truck driver Ralph Staphylococcus.
0: Yeah, here they to pick completely her up. stopped the show to like have him give us his backstory. Was this a guy?
1: Was this was this yeah. someone? That's that's James Brolin. Oh, okay. That's James Brolin. I see yeah. it now. Yeah. I didn't. I, I looked it up after because again, it was weird. So they're driving in the truck together. He's a good looking man. So Minerva slides right over to him, starts hitting on him. Uh, Catwoman, like, it's like, oh, it's on. And then he mentions he's She's like, he's my married.
0: bones are half dust.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't you lend me yours? Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> well done. Uh,
1: yeah. But he mentions he's married, and Catwoman just, like, slides back over. For an evil supervillain, she really respects the sanctity of marriage. She's yeah, not gonna... She does. She's very moral. Yeah. But that's, uh Yeah. That's James Brolin, so that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, Zubin shows up at the place. He's mean and crusty and storms in past the driver. He's carrying two violin cases. So I was like, hey, maybe he's like a criminal and he's got guns in there. Yeah, we so don't the violin just cases goes... are
0: going to come into play later, but I'll mention this again later. Um, It turns out I'm just as dumb as a Batman villain because I did not get how this all connected at all.
1: Yeah, it took a while. They explained it eventually. Thankfully, uh, if they hadn't Minerva, explained it, I'd still be scratching my head. Yeah. So the Minerva gets out there. Catwoman gets out. Tips the driver. Turns out it's a thousand dollars. We find that out later. That's a pretty good uh, tip in nineteen sixty-six. Yeah, he's like, I'm buying this truck now. Yeah, my family's riding around in an armored car, just like a rich person. <laughs> uh so she goes up the elevator uh apparently in gotham city you can just turn off elevators from the there's just a, a panel in whatever room you're in where you can it's just a open, giant on off switch yeah. yeah there's a giant on off switch in the penthouse for the elevator for the whole building uh which she turns off and then starts meowing weird that was strange yeah
0: she always has to do the damn meowing
1: it's yeah. always unpleasant yeah it is unpleasant for sure uh so it turns out so we get the the exposition down here now at the at the bottom batman lets us in so uh these rare stradivarius violins are strung with cat gut that's why she wants them yeah uh, so minerva
0: I dumb as a batman villain because i was i thought they said that about i didn't miss that about them being strung with cat gut i just heard them say something about she wanted to steal cat gut and so I assumed that the Gotham State Building was where they made cat gut in the city, and I was like, uh, "Aren't Catgut just like guitar strings?" So she wants to steal some wire. And then it was a while before I was back on the trolley again. I'm uh, yes. dumb.
1: It's okay, Robin. Uh, we'll <laughs> go for a ride in the we'll go for a ride in the country later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they Zubin zucchini is selling these two. Extra Ultra Super Mega Rare Stradivarius Violins to Minerva Matthews for $500,000. So they both met there. He brought the violins. She brought the money. The idea is they they can only be opened on the 102nd floor of the Gotham State Building. The yeah, old, that's, that's, that's the like, only place. Like hallowed Ground. Well, that's the only place I can open it because of the, the altitude and humidity. That's the only place you can open these rare violins without them crumbling to dust or something, which makes them the worst violins ever. I don't really understand why that would be valuable. But anyway, <laughs> that's what's happening. That's why it's taking place here. Uh, so Catwoman tells her goons who are waiting in the penthouse already to go hide out on the ledge. And like, but we're 102 stories up, and she's like, "Yeah, but you got eight more lives. Who gives a shit?" So she sends her goons I don't out pay before you to be cautious get out there. Yeah, before the old mean rich dude comes in. Uh, they uh, while they're out on the ledge, then from the bottom, we get the the classic uh, the police, I guess, security police, whatever. And Batman, they're all standing around down there. Uh, no Robin but Batman and the and the police are standing around. They say, are those birds? Planes? No. Cat burglars. To the elevators. Yeah. I was hoping he was going to say, like, that's
0: clearly a Superman joke. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? And then you're supposed to finish, it's Superman. I was hoping Batman, when he, like, shaded his eyes to look, was going to say, nope, 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 that's Superman. Well, I'm headed home. Yeah, yeah he's got this. <laughs> there's, there's no way he can't do a better job at this than me
1: have a good day <laughs> so they get to the elevators there's a big crowd of people standing around because the elevators are shut down so they're just like golly how do we go up the, the elevator if it's not working turns Batman. out you got
0: to use the bat jets that was actually yeah. set up not just padding
1: yeah which is too bad I was hoping it was padding I was hoping it was he, so padding just, it was just there <laughs> He also just manly powers open the elevator doors, which was fun, too, just using his bat strength.
0: I like, though, how in the first part of this story, Batman said that the Bat Jets could propel a 5,000-pound car 500 miles into the air or whatever. An yeah. elevator weighs way less than 5,000 pounds. Like, if you get on yeah, they should sort of... it's always like it's always like weight capacity 500 pounds because it doesn't weigh that much like he can't put just a ton of shit on there so Batman's gonna be rocketing out of the ceiling of this building in space soon
1: yeah they used both bat jets too so that should have shot them through the roof it's the episode I've... where Batman brutally kills himself <laughs> but instead it worked it just lifts the elevator again I wrote down where's Robin that was, yeah. Uh, was I, I was I wondering where
0: Robin was. I assumed that Batman had just, after he said that about he didn't know there was a Mount Gotham, when you could clearly see a mountain in a city. I was thinking Batman just finally wrapped him off in the country and was like, Look there, <laughs> chum. That squirrel has a clue. And Robin took off after him and Batman sped sh- away. <laughs> you sure are reticulated. Yes, you are. Um... <laughs> where are you going, Batman? Going to get more clues?
1: Yeah. So this is where we get again. Catwoman gives him the money. She plays the, she's playing the violin. Uh, she gives the rich guy the money. He counts it very quickly. And he's like, wait a minute. This is only $499,000. Where's the other thousand? And she's like, well, I tipped the driver. It's like, tip him with your own money. She's like, this is my money. And they have like a an old rich person squabble. Until, very this mean, yeah. Yeah. until this mean old rich guy rips off his costume and I wrote, oh snap, it's Robin. And I was very excited by that. Uh, it's Before not as good that, as I was leaving like, him in the country. This old man reminds me of Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean Robin De Niro. Robin
0: De Niro. And Robin makes that joke and no one gets it
1: because he won't actually have made a movie until 10 years from this point. <laughs> That's right. So, they wheel out a getaway rocket here, which I thought was pretty funny. This is how their plan. This is their plan to escape. The penthouse is on a getaway rocket. I love the getaway that, rocket. Yeah, it's just got like handles on it. They're all supposed to sit on it in a row, like a like a bicycle built for five or something. It looks
0: something. like the high speed but... death trap that it is. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of when she when they wheel out the the getaway rocket and Catwoman goes and gets on it. It reminded me of that scene in The Dark Knight Rises, where they've spent like two and a half hours setting up this big confrontation between Batman and Bane, and then Catwoman comes in and just shoots him with a rocket. He <laughs> walks across the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If only they had a working rocket here. They yeah. do grab Robin, and they're like giving him the old heave hole and they're gonna—I think—they're gonna throw him out the window. And I was very like, oh wow, this is the end of Robin. But then they don't throw him out the window. They just like throw him back across the table. It's a good thing Batman's Which, moved on from needing him. Yeah. Yeah, that was that could have easily evened the odds in their favor if they would have just thrown him out the window. But instead they throw him to uh to Batman because Batman comes in, he's like, hey, don't throw that boy out the window. So then they don't. Batman
0: comes in like, and wow. jumps over this like like Decorative vegetable, like not vegetable but decorative bush display, and then he says, Let the boy go, or I'll know the reason why. I don't know what to tell that
1: means, but okay, yeah, that was strange. They should have thrown him out the window, but they didn't. Uh, so now Batman and Robin regroup here. We get a little grammar lesson, uh, on easy versus easily, which I appreciate, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the adverb, and then. Uh, Robin's like thank you Batman
0: Batman's like you're welcome like they have a whole they have a whole like yeah. this middle of the fight exchange about grammar it was fantastic
1: yeah I, I wrote I appreciate the grammar lesson and so does Robin because of his hearty thank you after the grammar lesson we get the surf Kings of Gotham fight words recap then fighting words during this 102-story-in-the-air battle, we get BAM CRUNCH THUNK CRACK WHAM POW biff, AND BOTH This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap.
0: I really love this fight. I love this that the whole good.
1: fight happens
0: because Catwoman's getaway rocket works for shit, and then she <laughs> starts trying to bang bang on the back of it with the bag of money like it's a horse.
1: Yeah, yeah, she can't get the rocket started. She stays on the rocket the whole time, uh, trying to get it to go. She's going to escape by herself. She doesn't care. Yeah, uh, but she keeps hitting Robin on the head with the money bag. Like every time he passes by and stops there, she clunks him on the head and he like stumbles away. And yeah. I always thought that was, I thought that was good.
0: There's one like point the part where Batman like is fighting one of the goons who's dressed in like a cat leisure suit, and and picks up this bust, and the dude punches the bust and breaks his hand, and then Batman it... throws the bust at another guy, and like he catches it and falls over, and the bust falls on the first guy's foot. Like <laughs> it was just so
1: great. There was there was another point too. I don't know if you saw it, but robin like pantomimes hey your shoes untied and like points down at the guy's foot and he looks down at it and then robin punches him in the face yes that was
0: fantastic
1: this this was a great fight this was my favorite fight i've seen in a while yeah and then we get a lot of also there's a lot of bad guys holding the good guys out the window choking them the whole Uh, time on the rocket beating it with the bag of money and going
0: giddy up giddy up
1: yeah yeah But then she discovers she's not gonna, she's this rocket's not gonna work. So she grabs the violins and the money and climbs out the window out onto the ledge. Yeah. She'd rather die. She says she'd rather die than be captured. But then she changes her mind pretty quickly. She's like, wait a minute, it's pretty far down dying and it doesn't sound that much fun. So maybe I'd rather not die. Yeah. She's like, wait, do I really have nine lives? I better not test that. Yeah, I'm not a real cat, I'm a human woman. Uh, so Batman tosses her to the bat rope to save her. She has to let go of the the money and the violins. Don't worry, though. The violins were fake.
0: Yeah, they really set
1: up all kinds of stuff without telling us in this episode. She, she
0: gives Batman the
1: withering glare like they're fake. Well, shit. Yeah. So now Catwoman's like dangling by the bat rope. They're pulling her up. But then all of a sudden the gossip guy wakes up and shoves Batman out the window. And we get another mini Surf Kings of Gotham fight words recap. Then the fight word. Yeah. During this wake up ambush, we get kapow. Because Robin punches that dude right in the head. Yeah. This has been your mini Surf Kings of Gotham ambush fight words recap. So, yeah. Robin knocks him out and then pulls them both up together. Uh... While they're being pulled up here, Robin's doing all the work. We get some off-putting flirting between the two of them.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's very much a oh, your parents are talking dirty to each other again. Wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uncomfortable. Uh, It's very reminiscent of
0: that scene in Batman where Batman like hurls Jack Nicholson off the building, and then him and Kim Basinger are just swinging there. Like I thought that whenever they showed it, I was like.
1: They really did crib a lot from the TV show for these movies. (laughs) For sure. Uh, So now we're in Commissioner Gordon's office. Catwoman is handcuffed to a lady police officer. We get a a bit of talking here. Night court. Kinda. Uh, Someone will be waiting for... Yeah, that's what she says. So you're going to go to jail for a really long time. Like 10 to 20 years, but don't worry. Someone will be waiting for someone as beautiful as you. Or no, beauteous. That was the word. Someone will always be waiting for someone as beauteous as you. And she's like, oh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Is she going to, she's coming in. She's going to give him a hug. She's going to give him a kiss. No, just a weird purring face rub.
0: Yeah. it was. She really weird. steps up the infantilized thing in this scene in the in Commissioner Gordon's office. And I wrote down that she comes off like Gwen Stefani or Ariana Grande if they had a weird cat fetish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I didn't like that part.
0: I did like the part, though, where Gordon, who's basically on Batman's back like fucking Yoda, is like, Batman, I believe you're blushing.
1: He's not just blushing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why Batman? Are you blushing? And he's like, don't look down. Yeah, uh, blushing in yeah. several places. Chum, <laughs> that's right. Blood is flowing
0: everywhere right now.
1: Yeah, that yeah, was a weird ending, but it was a good
0: episode. It was a good episode. It was a quick episode, like that was it. Went by just a breeze. There was no like, it did. okay, so we ran out of plot here.
1: Yeah, it was very well done. I quite liked it.
0: I'm really liking this this new season, too
1: so far so good i'm looking forward to the next episode now i don't even know who it is i don't want to sp- spoil it
0: yeah we'll spoil it at the end of the of this episode well we can spoil it now it's our it's our setup for next time so next time we'll be we'll be having guest special guest in van johnson who will he be find out next time on surf kings of gotham Ooh.
1: uh as far as this episode goes uh how would you rate it on the Batman scale of Batman's effectiveness as a crime fighter?
0: Uh, well, I didn't see any of the things coming that he was doing. So I don't know. I feel like 10 feels pretty good. Like he seemed like he was yeah. really on the ball this episode. This was among his most effective
1: crime fighting. I think I agree with
0: your 10. Yeah. I had no idea
1: what was happening most of the time. So. uh, What about on the Robin scale of Robin's craziness?
0: um it's robin so you have to at least start with like a four or a five but then um
1: yeah. i don't do know a I liked, whole bunch
0: of i liked a lot of those bits in these two episodes he it's was good sh- but
1: yeah he wasn't crazy though he was more like comic relief
0: yeah i hope they do so not make yeah. robin comic relief he needs to be batman's dangerous little howler monkey
1: yeah so yeah maybe a five he wasn't really overly crazy no. And
0: like he was he was effective as uh Zurhan Zucchini, whatever his name was, because I thought that was Robert oh. De Niro. Did not realize yeah. it was Robin.
1: That's true. On the I that was a man earth. who wasn't acting at that time. <laughs> uh on the Warden Crichton scale of progressive penology, where we rate the overall plot of the villain that was a pr- again, this was the it was stupid at first. Like stealing random cat related items was dumb. And the school thing didn't go anywhere. It was just random goons still. so that was unnecessary, yeah. But the actual plot to impersonate a rich old lady and get away with two rare, valuable violins and the money. Uh, was pretty good
0: and she's never brought up again so it's entirely possible that when catwoman gastrian she fell over she was uh, dead
1: minerva's dead for sure
0: yeah catwoman they... killed a lady
1: yeah but it's over so the plot that part of the plot is good the overall plot though with the school and everything i don't know maybe it's like a six or something it's not a yeah it's not the great this, i, I this like one her... of the
0: ones where the second episode really saved it because the first one made very little sense yeah yeah, I'd say probably a six. That feels good. Overall, I really liked it.
1: It was a really good. I really enjoyed the
0: season sure. so far.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, first, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Our Show on Shows. And coming eventually, we have a website, ourshowonshows.com. At some point, we're going to do more
0: with these social media channels to grow our podcast so that we can, like, have more time not actively working in legitimate jobs to focus on bringing you the best in 60s TV.
1: Yeah, the way nature intended. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that about wraps it up for us. Till next time, this has been Surf Kings of Gotham. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, Dr. Nick.
0: Or king of Gotham